Dude, I, I've been watching a lot of bear YouTube lately, and it's really freaking me out, man. <laughs> fucking Christ. Okay, well, this is a this is this is how we're starting. All right, bear YouTube, go on. I mean, I don't know what else I can really say. Just watching various like compilation videos of like I I just typed in like funny bear videos, and it was still like have a few errant clips of like a bear attack or a bear being terrifying. Because here's the thing, Christian, there's not a lot of times where bears are funny. Or well, hold on. Maybe that was uploaded by a bear. And he's like, you know what's really funny from the bear's perspective? This is us eating this motherfucker. That's a comedy. That's a roast, baby. <laughs> well, I watched a uh, how-to video of like what happens if you encounter a bear in the wilderness. And the guy was like, you got two types of bears, all right? You got the brown bear, which is also known as a grizzly bear, and it showed a bear map of, like, where all the grizzly bears are. <laughs> I was like, avoid these areas if you don't want to run into them, but that's on you. And then we got the black bear, and they them shits are everywhere. We also got polar bears, but we don't talk about them. And it's, like, just showing this big bear map, and I was like, oh, my God. First of all, there are bears all over the country. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I guess I knew that, but I didn't know it, you know? Well, but it was I, I think I've told you this before that uh, going to Durant, which was out in the middle of nowhere, one day when we were riding the bus like sophomore year, there was this like creature, like a like a roadkill that was on the side of the road, but it was fucking huge, and we yeah. couldn't really make out what it was until the end of the day. No one had picked it up, and it was a fucking bear. It was a black bear in Florida, and I'd never seen a bear before, man. You know, well, uh, one thing that I, you know, I learned from this video, speaking of black bears, is that the black bears are the ones you got to watch out for. Grizzly bears, usually they don't attack humans to eat them. They're, it's usually just like an accident that they kill you. They'll just oh, charge you. Oh, it's like you. you're, you're near their cubs or some shit like that. Like it's defensive more than anything well, else? Like you, it'll surprise, like one of the tips that the guy gave, he's like, you see a bear coming, you, you make your presence known, you talk to the bear. You say, hey, bear, hey, bear, I'm here, bear. And you just step off the trail, you let it pass. And usually the barrel will go on its way. Uh, with a black bear, like they'll attack even if they're not hungry. They'll just fucking attack you just to do it sometimes. And he said, you're better off trying to fight a black bear and playing dead with a grizzly bear. But fucking just Whoa. fight your way out with a black bear because it's not going to stop. Grizzly bears just trying to scare you. And usually they're just so fucking big that they'll kill you anyway. See, that this is fascinating because grizzlies I thought were always the enemy. And also playing Red Dead, you know, I'm like, these fucking grizzlies you, are out of It gives control. grizzlies a bad name. It really does. But yeah, it's, it's the black bears, man. They're the dicks. They're the dicks of the bear kingdom. So, but the grizzlies have been falsely accused for years? Is that like what well, we're saying? Well, I mean, here? grizzlies are huge. And that, that is the thing is like if a grizzly bear like just tackles you, which they'll do, they'll do like what they call a false charge or something like that. They'll just like tackle you just to like be like, get the fuck out of my way, fucker. I'm a, I'm a fucking bear. I don't want to fuck with you. Uh, that could kill you alone just because that's like a thousand pounds of bear just fucking pouncing into your chest. Well, because like you think grizzly, man, like are, are, are grizzly bears the, the uh, bonobos of the bear world? <laughs> like, you, you know what I'm talking about? Like, no, no, I don't know. Explain. The, no, are they like the most docile fucking like the bonobo uh, monkeys, right? Like bonobos? Well, I'm basing all this on one 30 minute bear video. YouTube. Yeah. On like, bear YouTube. It's not reputable. Uh, this guy did sound very confident and he even had like a friend with him. He's like, Here's, here's a friend of mine who was attacked by a bear, and he was, like, reintroducing his friend to the backcountry. And he was like, I'm slowly reintroducing my friend to the backcountry, showing him there's nothing to be afraid of. If you have your bear spray on you, you make your presence known, you'll be all right. And the guy was like, I'm learning how to be okay with this. But to answer your question, grizzly bears, uh, you know, Timothy Treadwell was, you know, he was treading not as light as he could have, you know. Or he was as just well fucking as he could have. Sorry. <laughs> 
he was hanging out next to bears constantly. Like he was, he was really pushing the envelope. Well, that's, ca- it, that's kind of my point. That's literally my question, which is saying like, uh, they, he lit, hung out with them for forever until one day they're like, yeah, we're done with this asshole and they ate him. So right. I just wonder if they are just like more predisposed or have a predisposition to not, they're like docile. They're more nonviolent than other bears. Cause aren't I, polar bears like purely carnivorous? Like those are the fucks that if they were, like, where's that movie? Like, release fucking Dude. polar bears in New York City, bro. Like, that's a that's a real threat. A real existential threat. <laughs> polar bears loose in the city. It's like Leprechaun in the Hood or something well, like that. Just, polar bears. Well, there would be, like, less racial jokes, I'm sure, uh, compared to Leprechaun. But, no, I just mean that, yeah. like, they're purely carnivorous. Like, they don't fuck with anything other well, than meat. So. In, in my bear YouTube adventures, I did come across some polar bear attack videos. And, holy shit, those things are you know ter- i mean all bears are terrifying but polar bears especially because they look friendly you know they're all white yeah, they look they're like they're it's smiling yeah. you know because they got the black lips they look like they're smiling or whatever but then they're just ready to fucking eat you like i saw one where like a guy was like in a like a glass enclosure in mm-hmm. some snow for some reason and the bear was just busting its way through the glass it was like a great shark great white shark tank or something but out oh, in the snow okay and, and he was okay was like, right <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was okay, but the glass started cracking or whatever. It was like a horror movie, but it was real. And I was like, oh, my God, why? I think if you, are if you these go things out still the woods, around? you're seeking yeah. it. That's the thing. Like, it's, so they're more widespread than wolves, right? Because, you know, we, get, we talked about wolves at length a few episodes back when I went to that wolf right. sanctuary. Aren't, aren't think, wolves more endangered than bears or something? Yeah, I think by yeah. a lot, based on what you're telling me. Because you're saying they're all over the place. I know they were in Florida. I know they're definitely up in the Northeast and shit, you know, and I assume they're all over right. the place. Like well, California it, it, used to have bears, right? You told us that story. Mm-hmm. It, it did until they were, you know, bulled over. It's anachronistic. It we got to change that flag, man. We haven't had a bear here in 50 years. You fucking hunted them. Right. Well, I mean, it wasn't even hunting. I mean, like, as we said in episode, uh, whatever it was, uh, Christian's Inferno 59 or whatever, yeah. they fucking made bulls and bears fight each other until all the bears died. And now the California grizzly is no more. And that was the docile one too, man. He didn't want to fight. He's like, I'm just going to give you like a false charge, you bull. Fuck off. And he should have just been out for the kill immediately because that bull wasn't going to fuck around. They dressed him up in red, put him in like a red unitard, the bear. Jesus Christ. And and yet the the, the bulls had the last laugh, you know? Usually the bulls (laughs) would die in those fights, but the bulls are still running around, you know, charging at red things, having a great time. It's enjoying its last moments of life. Meanwhile, the bear is going against his better nature and shit. He's like, I'm sorry. He's killing this fucking thing. I'm a literate bear. (laughs) He was a poet. You know that shit? He fucking graduated. Poet of the bear kingdom. Valedictorian. He was going places in the California, man. We were just talking about, speaking of poetry, like how, like, you know, poets that write in, like, other languages, like, they're not thinking about rhyming in English and how, like, what gets lost in the translation there? Can you imagine a bear poet? We would never know. We would never know that we were like running afoul of a bear scholar who was <laughs> mauling us to death. You know, it's on him. It's like be a bear, adopt the high society cues of the predominant species on earth. So right. wear a monocle, wear some fucking top hats, you know, like right. that's how I mean, society I- knows. I would feel a lot better if I was out in the back country getting mauled to death by a bear, knowing that my death would serve as inspiration for a great piece of bear art later. Right. You know? For bear leaves of grass or like bear, yeah. bear, bear huckleberry. Old, old bear Whitman, you know? <laughs> bear Whitman. 
pair with it. He's like, cause he's a pair. He's got the long curls. He's gray, you know, right. and, uh, he's got a sunken face and he's queerer than a $3 bill, but God damn it. Can that bear right? You know, <laughs> all that matters. Has a lot to say about the bear condition, you know, a bear's so, place in, in God's kingdom. Were there, were there, were there any other big surprises in your bear YouTube excursion? No, I mean that, that that's very much the thing. Is like none of it was surprising. It was just more like shocking to see it in action. Because like a bear almost feels like a mythic creature. It's not something you run afoul of in real life. But right. to see bears like actually charging, like there's one terrifying video there's this dude who was just mountain biking or whatever and he had like a gopro on his helmet and apparently he surprised a bear and like there's just a quick and it's just grainy footage there's a quick turn of the head and he sees a bear like charging at him down the hill just a fucking grizzly like as he's on a mountain bike oh my god it's like there's three frames missing what happened in this frame The, the speed at which those things can fucking move and then they can crawl up trees too and everything and it was showing yeah, they can. Well, yeah, dude, Winnie the Pooh, dude, did it teach you nothing? They love told crawling me that up he trees. Got stuck a lot, and he needed to stop going for honey. Like that's what they taught me about Winnie the Pooh. Oh man, yeah, I guess Winnie the Pooh was just a fount of lies. Where is that just fucking a- story where he embraces his inner bear and just starts <laughs> just ripping fucking shit up? Kills like, Christopher Robin. Yeah, Piglet's gone. Fucking yours too. Slow like to like do his anything. his food sort like deforestation or whatever has led to like just starvation of a massive scale and like Christopher Robin just goes to visit him as a 40 year old man. Like, Hey there, Pooh bear. How you doing? It's been a few years. And Pooh's just ravenous. He can't, he's just seeing red. He's got pure he looks feral. At the fucking mangled corpse of Christopher Robin before him as like the hunger subsides. And he's just like, what have I, what, what have I done? He's what have the I become? <laughs> and then he gets really blitzed on some honey and forgets. <laughs> he's fine. He sleeps it off, wakes up, repeats the cycle. Every day there's a new Christopher Robin. You know yep. what I mean? It's the best <laughs> he just part. keeps finding more Christopher Robins. Uh, um, point is, bears are scary. Yeah, yeah. That was the whole thing. They're really scary. Look up bear attack videos if you want. I'm going to as soon as we it. get off this. I'm also, I wanted to ask you quickly, man, because uh, I got a doc I want to talk to you about. But the, the, you watched that Epstein documentary finally. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because when we last spoke about it, I was just like, I don't know anything. You're like, I don't either. So you I just watched like the first two episodes because okay. it, was, it was heavy as fuck. It was the Netflix one. I know there's like a few circulating right now. Uh, I think it was called like Epstein Filthy Rich. And Filthy the first rich. episode is done from the perspectives of the now grown up uh you know, uh, young girls that he had, you know, uh, molested or done things to or whatever. And it was just talking about like what, what was most shocking to me. And I guess I shouldn't be shocked. And this isn't like fun podcast material, but like, it was like this habitual thing. And every story was the same, that he had like this uh, fucking beach house in Florida. I forget what area, I think near Miami. And he would like find these girls from low income disadvantaged neighborhoods uh, 14, 15 year old girls and have them like bust over to his nice ass house in the nice part of town. Uh, have them like give him a massage for $200 and the massage would eventually lead to him turning over. He had a boner, things would ensue from there and then he would give them 200 bucks and they would go on their way. And the girls he really liked, he would like, you know, call them at school and stuff and find ways to get them over or whatever. Like he was not discreet about it at all. The shocking thing about it was that this Ghislaine uh, Maxwell lady was like an active participant, like actively, like she was there, she was a part of it, she was into it. 
So, but, but was he like, did he have people doing his bidding or was this like, he was like a Mr. Burns, uh, and, and, you know <laughs> what I'm talking about? Smithers, like, yeah, like where they just a two person get, deal. Yeah. Like, they're getting rid of the their evil. own nuclear waste and trees and shit like that. Like, I, I mean, you definitely get the impression that, uh, he had like a lot of like servants or whatever, who were very, you know, discreet, who would help him with stuff or whatever. But yeah, like the, the police had him under surveillance for a long ass time, found plenty of evidence. Jesus. Yeah. Terrific, man. And it was just and, like, why did it take so long for this guy to get arrested? He was so, so, not being it, discreet at all. So implicating the, the lady, what's her name again? I'm sorry. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. I mispronounced it in like a couple episodes ago as Ghislaine. It's Ghislaine uh, Maxwell. Here. I like your way yeah. better. I like your original way better. It's phonetic. Okay, That's but, how it's so, spelled. So her being arrested matters because like she could potentially blow the whistle on this whole operation. She was there. Yeah, she she and like I knew she was a part of it somehow, but I didn't know that she was like actively a part of the massages. Like when Epstein was on one side of some poor girl, she was on the other. Like it was like she was with him the whole time. Mm. Is that his bay? Like, what's their relationship? Do they ever go into uh, that? Yeah, I'm sure they do a little bit later. It didn't get as into it as I would have, you know, liked. I guess, but it started talking about her history or whatever. Her father was like this kind of con man or whatever. She came from money though, and then she ended up with Epstein, who basically conned his way into money too. Like he came from like low income Coney Island. That's where he like grew up. Uh, faked a college degree, got into some finance firm with like false credentials. Did such a good job there that when they found out, they were like, "Yeah, all right, we'll let you stay, buddy." <laughs> That's like the dream. Democracy. I heard something yeah. about that. Like Spielberg did the same thing. He just like went to Paramount and like just found an office and didn't leave. Until he like, like slapped right. his, yeah, he yeah. slapped his name on the door or whatever his legend goes. Yeah. So Epstein, if I did that, he's a real. Trespassing. But Epstein does it. He's a go-getter. That's the best part. It's an upkeep. Right. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything really else to add to it aside to say that uh, I understand more, unfortunately, of what Epstein did. And it wasn't a fun watch. It was but, by the the dudes who did the uh, the Bundy documentary a couple of years back. So I was conversations with the killer or whatever. Yeah, yeah I mean it, it's an interesting structure. First episode is victim's perspective. Second episode is, uh, you know, more about Epstein and like where he comes from and Ghislaine Maxwell as well. Right. So, I'm watching. Uh, me and Dolores were watching this. Uh, um, I'll be gone in the dark show that that uh, HBO uh, true crime thing um, about oh, the Golden cool. State Killer. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's yeah, really yeah. cool. Yeah, this the, is, the guy that like because this lady uh, journalist right like became yeah. fixated on solving this case because nobody else had solved it right. Yeah, Michelle McNamara, uh, Pat right. Oswald's late wife. Um, oh, because she okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you didn't know? Okay, so yeah, so she they got married in like 2005, and then she got really obsessed with this lady. They had a kid, and mm -hmm. then she just couldn't like she was having insomnia. So she just kept staying up and like going to these true crime things and sort of blogging about it. And then she got this like yeah. really big one. And then she started to see similarities that the cops in California never saw. So she just started right. calling these people and connecting these dots and stuff like that. So this is like um, a real Zodiac Jake Gyllenhaal type deal. She's, you know what? She even talks about that. She's like, the Golden State Killer has 10 times the body count of the Zodiac Killer, but the Zodiac Killer gets the headlines for murderers. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it was really frustrating for her because she's like, I think it is solvable. Like it is this puzzle yeah. that's staring everyone in the face. So this woman like spent a lot of time uh, kind of researching it and she's passed away since then. Um, yeah. And I think that that's an important thing because every time you see her, it's archival. It's uh, her recording uh, all these interactions. And then you see like what drove her and like who she was as a person and how eloquently she wrote. Also, it makes me hate Pat Oswald. 
because he is the best husband who's ever lived. Like he is a <laughs> Why does that make you hate him? Oh, because you're you're a husband too. Yeah, like uh, he's ruining it for the rest of us who just want to <laughs> coast on by with a C. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's being like a gold star. No, a he really he really is so fucking yeah. sweet. And like so we're in the third episode. There's the fourth one's airing tonight. You should really watch this. I do think it's really solid, by the way. Yeah. Um, and she's just got she started off writing it as a as an article for LA magazine, and then the magazine did so well that someone tried to get her to write a book. And she's like right. on that last last part of the book and she's like fried and she's like you guys love me right because what if I tear every single thing I've written up like I just have no joy for doing this anymore I don't think I can do this and he's writing back and he's just like that's because you're close that's because like you're this fucking genius and and your ideas want to stay in the comfort of your head and you're forcing it out and like just being this amazing fucking husband he like got her a place this own suite and and so her coffee would always be ready at this time he's like all you have to do is wake up have your coffee. I'll have everything ready. I'll have every chore done. I'll, I'll take our daughter to school. And he's like, he's at this point, Patton Oswalt, he's on King of Queens and shit like that. Like right. he's very famous and he's like, I'm going to take care of everything. Like just take care of yourself. And I, I, I uh, love that as she's steeping herself daily in the tea of murder and rape, he's just like out there doing King of Queens and talking about Star Wars and shit. That's right. that's fantastic. It's really adorable. It makes you kind of go back and you're just like, how does that work? You know what I mean? And and the right. point is she was this really brilliant woman from all everything I'm seeing here. Um, yeah. how, how did she pass away? Was it cancer? No, she died in her sleep, man. Like on my birthday, oh. the same day that Prince died, actually. So very sad because you know that like Jesus, yeah. That day I, I think I mentioned, shadow. yeah, Roger Ebert died on my birthday. Fucking sucks, man. It's rough, yeah, yeah, yeah uh but she passed away in her sleep she it was like an accidental overdose and that's the other fucking harrowing thing about that is that like i know how she dies and she keeps talking about how she can't sleep and thank god for ambien and then there's like this other part where she's like i think i can do this it's gonna be rough but i think i have enough energy and like fortitude to do this and if not i always have drugs and and she's saying it jokingly but like when someone accidentally overdoses you're like the thing that ends up killing her Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So that's like really fucking hard. Every time they mention that, I'm like, oh, baby. No, <laughs> like, I'm so mad about it. But, uh, but no, it's really great, man. And what it really does is kind of just make you even more upset. Like, this cat was a cop, you know, for years. Uh, and, and me and Dolores were like, okay, benefit of hindsight, like, it's 2020. But I'm sitting here just being like, the way they're describing these crimes, I'm like, how didn't anyone think it was someone? involved yeah. in law enforcement somebody could go in and ask for lists and show a badge and not be looked at twice somebody could stake out a place for hours and not be looked at twice sort of deal and like no one figured it out he has 50 cases it's nuts man 50 50 and he went Shit. all over the place you know it, it does make you wonder like how how are some serial killers like how did they just like fly under the serial killer radar like that and then others like zodiac has like all of what like well, five confirmed man. people pageantry, the pageantry. Bro. Yeah. yeah he was writing notes he was taunting people like and they were That's and the other true. thing and they go into this a little bit yeah. is that he fucked around in a lot of places like first he was in sacramento then he went to like right. santa barbara then he went to ventura and right. um uh santa barbara didn't publicize any of the crimes because like reagan's ranch was 11 miles up the coast and like all the hollywood money was going to build houses there it was a growing community and so, so they like, didn't we want can't the property afford. values to they literally to... say that they're like property values man like we, we can't fuck with that so reagan this... <laughs> reagan fucking it up man 
Um, so it became this really fascinating thing where I'm just like, okay, so there's no, pa- there's no pageantry to it. And, oh, this, this blew my mind. Okay, hold on. His name is the East Area Rapist or Original Night Stalker. Okay, so they call him Eerons, like Ear-Ons. And that was like, what do you mean original Night Stalker? Because the Night Stalker is Richard Ramirez, right? Also right. happened in L.A. No, 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 no. Before that motherfucker, there was this guy that they called the original Night Stalker. And I'm thinking, if I'm Richard Ramirez with that demonic yeah. teeth-looking picture and shit, like I've, made a, like, a, I've made a name for myself, and it's already someone else's name. Like, that would have bothered so, so- me. So Ramirez was like the sequel. He was like yeah. the off-brand remake or something. Of to this be clear, I, my position is I'm mad for Ramirez for having to share credit for his murders. I well, realized that after the fact, and I'm sad at myself. But no, hmm. it's like <laughs> equalized. Yeah, he was. And I'm he sad at myself. He was Freddy's new nightmare. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Well, hey, man. I mean, you know, poor Ramirez. I guess is that the takeaway here? I don't know. Poor the people, the victims. <laughs> I guess. I'm just saying that I didn't know that you could do that. Like, what happens if someone else just does the Zodiac thing again? I feel like there are enough of yeah. Like, it, I feel like there are enough creepy names out there that we don't need to sequelize serial killer names, right? Right. Or are there that many, and we just don't realize We've that they had to names. start reusing? Them. <laughs> Seriously, it's like social security cards. You know what I mean? Like at some point, that fucker dies. We recycle that number. Now that belongs to Javier Lugo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think I told you before, but when I went for a walk, this is kind of like a side tangent or whatever. But uh, I went for a walk uh, on one of my earlier visits to New York a couple of years ago after festival of disruption. I just got done seeing you. And I was going to like walk to your apartment, walk through the Marcy projects or whatever. But I got a bite of pizza um, at this place called Sal's Pizzeria. And I was like, oh, do the right thing. And it's like, there are a million Sal's Pizzerias. But the only signed picture of a celebrity in this whole pizza place was David Berkowitz, son of Sam. Oh, God. (laughs) And it said, Sal, thanks for all the slices. Okay, my question is, do you think he got that? He, he had to have gotten that after. There's no reason Berkowitz would have, or he would Dude, have asked was, Berkowitz to sign it. Was it was a picture of David Berkowitz's perp walk. And it, like, had it, it was assigned, like, he sent that to him from prison, I'm assuming. That's incredible. Are you, are you sure it wasn't, like, the prison Comic-Con? He had him come out and sign pictures for $10 a pop or something? You know, it might have been. Because, like, all over, like, the only other art in that place was just, like, typical pizzeria Italian art, you know? Like, of just, like, oh, here's a wine bottle. Here's a painting of another wine bottle. Yeah. You know, here's a map of New York. And it's like, all right, Sal, like being the most stereotypical pizzeria in all of New York. But now here's a fucking picture of a serial killer. If it had a whole wall of serial killers, if that was like Sal's thing, <laughs> that was her claim to fame, I'd be more into it. But, that you know, just that it was one. Right. It's so much weirder. That makes the neighborhood council like really awkward. <laughs> like they go in and he's <laughs> Look, I don't care how good that pizza is. He is like infecting the mind of our children, all right? Like there's Dahmer right. shrines and shit. What's going on? Like, so? like you got to assume that the health inspector going in there has has to have a little bit of bias if they're seeing like serial killer shit in there. It's like, yeah, you're it's impeccable in here, but you know, <laughs> I'm more worried about the moral rot, you know. <laughs> right. I'm worried about the soul of the neighborhood, all right? The son of Sam shit can't persist. He was in the Bronx, too. Like, why not at least have a Brooklyn serial killer? Right. Like, for 10 bucks, you can get, like, a fucking autographed picture of Vince Vaughn anywhere. Like, why do you have this guy up here? <laughs> That's a real question. You know, when you go into these places and they have so many things signed, do you think that any of them are actually... I guess the ones, like, there was that place by the movie theaters when we were kids. But they mm. turn into the comic book store. Brandon. Right, right, right. It used right, to be, like, yeah, an yeah. autograph store. Remember that? 
Mm-hmm. And like Carradine and uh, was there once. I remember David Carradine was in there, right? Before he yeah. died. Yeah. He tried to make me pay $90 to get a signature. And I'm like, oh, Bobby, no. <laughs> like, Did you say? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, who got? I'm fucking 14. No. Like, I ain't got this money. Yeah. No, I, I did not go to that signing. Um, and I heard the the guy from Leprechaun was in there, too. The, the Warwick Davis? The, the little person. Yeah, Warwick what? Davis. What? That's yeah. so sad. Imagine and apparently he was Davis. super nice. Oh, he's, yeah. a, he's a sweetheart from everything I've ever heard. But yeah. again, like imagine being Warwick Davis because it's not like people born in America, no matter what, like, you know, oh, New York is New York. LA is LA. Like, you know what the, the, the general cultures of those things. If I say Philly, you know, Philly cheesesteak. If I say Chicago, you, you know, deep dish or hot dogs. Sure. Right. Sure. Uh, but like, I feel like if you're born in some place in England and like, you end up in Tampa, Florida, not even Tampa, Brandon, Florida, the local yeah. movie theaters back in the 2000s. It's gotta, gotta be a fucking weird thing, man. I don't know. Right. Because you're just driving in there and all you see is like strip malls, you know? Right. Like, and, and how many people do you think actually came out? That was my thing. I wondered if David Carradine, like if I got there late and there was like mm. a huge line for him or if he, just like six people showed up because who gave a fuck about kung fu was it really I mean? just like six people up in there when i went there there was two other people in the store it was fucking That's, so sad that yeah. is sad yeah he wasn't Jesus nice though Christ. so <laughs> yeah i heard that and then he like fucking died from you know autoerotic well i was thinking that so. too that was the weird thing is i was just kept thinking like in, in my in the recesses of my mind i'm like did he know how close he was because like watching this like, golden state documentary i'm like Oh man, she doesn't even know she's got 15 days to live because they're like time stamping this. And I'm just like, this is so fucking tragic, right? But then I'm thinking right. about Carradine and I'm just like, did he know <laughs> like that he was like two years away from this? You know what I mean? Yeah, just just like a maybe like 20 uh risky yanks away from uh fucking <laughs> 20 risky yanks. That sounds like a fucking Agatha Christie like mystery. <laughs> just one of her lost <laughs> gems. <laughs> These yanks are risky. <laughs> it takes place in a train warehouse. <laughs> but on the way to DC for inauguration. It's always a, a train or a mansion or a mansion on the way to a train or a train on the way to a mansion don't, with don't you. Don't forget the boat. There was a boat that one time on the Nile. Oh, yeah, just to, just to switch it up. Oh, yeah, a water train. Fuck you, Agatha. You're a hack. And you know what? No one's called you to task for this. But that <laughs> ends today. <laughs> you know... You really blow my mind right now, man. Because like when you think about it, boats really are water trains. You know, they're just going down to the fucking water railroad. Well, everything's way, like maybe. a <laughs> elemental version of, of something. Like, like Max, what are we talking about here? This right, is not a like, mind blowing like, fact. Well, That's how like transportation a, like a, works. Well, like a train is a land boat. You know what I'm saying? Like they're all part of the same thing. Like it, it's, it's yeah, boats did come before trains too. I don't know why I'm calling it a water train. Like that was a new invention. But 20 risky Hanks, though, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, like, legitimately. <laughs> it's amazing because you can put that in any time period. You can make that, like, on the way to Lincoln's inauguration. We could have it on the backdrop of the Civil War and shit like that. You could have it during the tumult of the 60s, man, the hippie movement and whatnot. Right. I mean, I, I think that we should carry on this legacy. We should write this mystery. 20 risky Yanks. But is it, a, is it a double entendre? Like, yes, there's 20 yanks but they keep down the lights flicker in the train and they come up and someone has wanked themselves auto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they auto yeah yeah you nailed it they carry me in their way off this fucking train man <laughs> i'm starting to think that these risky yanks weren't accidental at all 
What are so the who's odds? the Hercule Poirot? Yeah, who is the investigator here? Who is just like, holy shit? Because my thing is this, that like technically no crime has been committed as far as we know. These are auto-erotic asphyxiations, okay? Like, right. Everyone did this on their own volition. They signed a, a train waiver when they got on, you know? Maybe it's like, you know, we, we switch it up. You know, it's it's not a dude this time. It's like the, the, the madam of like the local bordello or something. And she's an expert. She knows about risky yanks. Oh, we're, so we're gender swapping the Hercule Poirot. Do, doing a little gender swap. Fucking yeah. Hey, I love it. Okay. Fucking change it up, man. It's always fucking dudes with mustaches solving these things. We don't need right. that. It's 2020. So, and so she's like a head of a, like a, the Madame at a bordello, you're saying. So she's right. seen herself some fucking yanks, risky or otherwise. And she's like, she walks in and she's like, listen, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Those aren't risky yanks. Something is afoot, okay? She's angry about it because she knows risky yanks, okay? She makes right. her goddamn bones off risky yanks. And, and this, this is, is not sloppy, happening. sloppy work. She just like walks up. It's not even about the murders, man. You understand? It's about the art of a risky yank. She's just criticizing the general apparatus first. No atmosphere to, to, to yank riskily. God damn it, man. <laughs> All right, I, so know I know what I'm one doing woman who can solve this mystery. <laughs> I mean, did we just pitch that? Like, we could pitch that. That's like an adult swim. Like, oh, yeah, it's Agatha Christie, but it's about... Yeah, I mean, it's not a sustainable premise, but it is a premise. And, you know, it is more of a point A to point B premise than uh, we usually pitch. Right. Like, we so know I, we're ripping I like off. it. It's actually coherent. You know, it's timely. It's Writing classic. It Writing it down. <laughs> like, Write it down. You got the pen. He's actually got a pen. He's waving it. Risky <laughs> yanks. Okay. I know that I'm not going to forget that, but let's just write it down in case Alzheimer's comes early. You know, uh, but, but to answer your question, like, d- does anyone know that they're, uh, you know, 20 risky yanks or uh, 15 um, bad ambience away from, uh, from death? You know, like we, we, we see that footage of people. And it feels haunted, right? right? You know, because you know, you know the ending. But it's like they don't, right? People getting on board the Titanic, they didn't know that ship was doomed. Everybody was yeah, waiting. But I think at the if ship. we had if we had documentary footage of the Titanic, I'd feel way different. Like I mean, on oh. the boat afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Like as it I, was sinking or before? Yeah, like as it was sinking, because we don't have any real pictures of that shit. You know what I mean? Everything's been artist right. renderings after the fact. Yeah, there, there's a whole like boat sinking YouTube uh, also. Yeah. Um, where it's just like you know digital uh, reenactments of, of real time sinkings of like famous vessels and shit. What? There's, there's like more f- than one? No, listen, oh, we I yeah, did that dude. once where we in real time. You and I did it, uh, and, and it was just watching the Titanic slowly go, and they fucking nailed it. They had like the sound design. They brought like Lynch yeah. in to do the fucking sound design. Well, you you like hear like the screams pick up more and more, and then the lights flicker out and everything, and it's like really haunting, even though it's like low res graphics or whatever. Yeah. I always say this all the time because when I was in that carnival cruise when I was like 16, I'd like looked out on the side and I'm like, oh shit, there's like nothing out here. And it's like shark season. You know what I mean? This is the Gulf of Mexico. And I'm yeah. just, uh, it's got to be the most fucking horrifying thing that's ever existed. Well, I mean, not, not to keep talking about like, you know, predators in nature and in real life. This has been a predator heavy, you know, Epstein, bears, sharks. But like, right. uh, you know, like you, you hear about the dudes in the Pacific theater on those ships that would sink or whatever. And just like, oh, like being the, surrounded the, the by sharks and everything. Yeah, yeah like in, oh the, in the 40s and everything. And it was like, fuck, man. That'd be a terrible way to go. Is that it's bad Quinn enough story? that you might drown. Is that Quinn's story mm-hmm. like true, right? Like like 100% the U.S. and Indianapolis lost like 100 men to the fucking sharks. Yeah, that's a real ass thing. I think it happened more than once. I don't think it was just the Indianapolis either. 
it was just a lot of sharks fucking around. It really is a pick your poison situation. I assume freezing sucks, but it's probably like going to sleep. It's probably better than being eaten. Yeah, you know, you know I, I heard, uh, I watched a documentary in sixth grade for some fucking reason about freezing to death. It was like a thing they showed us in class. Stage. Yeah, yeah and, and it was like, they, they were talking about how like at a certain point, your brain starts convincing your body that it's actually getting overheated. Because I guess your body is like trying to like combat the cold. Right. And like people will often on mountaintops or whatever who are freezing to death Take be found without any of their clothes. Yeah, just a trail of clothes. And then like a naked or half naked person just frozen to death, you know, a human sickle. So are we supposed to fight that? If everything's like, take your clothes off, you're supposed to leave yeah, the clothes like, on. Yeah, like put more on. Yeah, it doesn't matter how fucking hot you are. Like you got to keep the clothes on if you're on a mountain. <laughs> like, I don't know what are we doing here? here? <laughs> Rule number one. <laughs> but but it, it did say like you, you lose sensation and then eventually, yeah, it's like going, it's like going to sleep, you know? Right. And then you're you're fucking dead. I just I, what I'm saying is like that movie Open Water was really effective for that reason of like what's scary is being out in open water with nothing to see. What's scarier than that is nighttime in open water and like Titanic Oof. sinks in the middle of the night. That's fucking horrifying. Yeah, uh, th- that that scene was well lit. Let's talk shit about that movie for one second only because like I know they were making a movie. It was, it was too well lit. Yeah, come on. The moon ain't going to light that well, guy. I just want to throw that out there. Whatever. You know, the movie's fine. I'm just really scared. That's like one of the fucking scare. I don't, man, that's... The, that, I, that is like one of the creepier parts of that movie. And like what makes that shipwreck so haunting to me is just like the idea of something so massive just sinking into the darkness. Right. You know? And it's oh, just like, God. fuck, man. And it's nothing. It's just nothing, man. It's like we're just ants just climbing on this big old hill called Earth, you know? We think we're the masters of it. But are we? There's still bears. Right. The bears are here. And that was, by the way, second rule of being on a mountain is watch out for bears, all right? Black bears are fucking everywhere, and they need to be stopped. Uh, You know, I I did – I don't know if I talked about it on this podcast or with you or with somebody else, but I did look up what happened to the iceberg that sunk the titanic is it still out there Did it get caught did it get caught it's doing like two to five they they did find it like a few days after they found this huge ass iceberg with like boat paint on the side of it but they said that those icebergs tend to melt pretty quickly so it's not out there anymore but i was just gone now okay yeah i was haunted by the idea at the time though that that iceberg that fucking killed that big gold boat he was out walking the streets just still lurking the streets of the atlantic you know just waiting for the next giant uh you know fucking monument to man's hubris (laughs) and people not paying attention (laughs) to because that's the thing it's like there really is just a human error here guys (laughs) like if if people are just looking ahead we're fine Right. Well, I mean, there's that part in the movie, and apparently it's true, where the dude's like, hey, Captain, because uh, the Captain's like, oh, it's a calm night, isn't it, Mr. Crane, or whatever. And the dude's like, yeah, it's, it, it's kind of a problem because we can't see waves hitting against icebergs. And he was like, hmm, and then like walked away. And then an hour later, fucking boat's sinking. Right. Aren't you the one who tries to, you've, you've tried to convince me of the Olympic, the Olympia, right? Like, like the, the, the scam. Oh, the, the white star liner uh, yeah. mix up or whatever. Yeah. Do you want on. me to go into this again? <laughs> yeah. Cause we, we've well, talked about it on this podcast before. Well, I don't want to like, reiterate what, too much. What exactly is the, is the smoking gun of that theory? 
I don't know. Uh, so like, <laughs> I haven't looked into it that much. Um, but, but it's, uh, that the theory goes that they intentionally, uh, swapped the Titanic for an older vessel and then mm-hmm. sunk that older vessel to collect the insurance money on the newer grander. Was vessel. insurance already running that racket at that point? <laughs> they were just, Oh like, yeah. We'll make Dude, it look you, you like think, it's an think arson. About- Dude, think about like that time, like 1911 or whenever uh, that shit sunk. Like, nope, there were no watchdogs. You know, you had people like fucking uh, Carnegie and Rockefeller running rampant, you know, scheming, scamming, living it up. You think that that shit didn't happen all the damn time? Do you think that, like, in a way, their evil is actually a good thing? Like, they're even greater men in their accomplishments no. because, well, hold on, because of the evil that they did, we forced regulation and shit like that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, I guess, uh, you know, that's Without one way to look at it. Without seeing what happens when you don't uncheck that shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't ever plan against it, is my point. Hmm. Yeah, so you're saying that in order for the regulation to happen we need the 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 worst example of what can happen i mean the geneva convention gets established because of the holocaust right like and i'm i'm not saying that hitler's a good guy for that what i'm saying is that like uh in humanity you're saying that you're glad in the abstract that (laughs) it happened (laughs) what i'm saying is that humanity has this capacity to always underestimate the evil that it can do right and only when confronted with that evil do we then set up a legislation to combat it i think that carnegie and all of those rockefellers and shit were so fucking evil and did so much bad that someone was like okay fucking hold on god (laughs) damn it like you know what i'm saying like so you need that sometimes like let's you, pump the, the brakes a little bit guys Geneva convention is like i didn't think i had to fucking say this but like, right i on. thought this went without saying maybe don't you know exterminate people right, right. exactly so it's just like don't I think that torture that's, your prisoners part of that's interesting i also really want to see like a grand theft auto period piece really bad because they've done they did like you know the 80s with the vice city and shit like that but i've always been so fascinated in the time period that you're talking about it's like go back to like like 20s new york like tenement law and shit like that like Mm. the rise of organized crime because the mafia has done that and shit but like i want to see those resources of gta gone to a proper thing you know well, I mean, they did do L.A. Noir with uh, Square Enix or whatever, which was not the 20s, obviously. But I was thinking about that game, actually, just today. Um, yeah. And I feel like a more updated, uh, you know, Red Dead 2 era uh, fucking Rockstar making a version of that game would be lit because that game was almost there. Supposedly, you know? that's on the pipeline. The people who made that game, not Team Bondi disbanded, but that guy went on to found another. Oh, was that, that was Team Bondi, not Square Enix. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. I fucked that up. Uh, Team Bondi, that guy went off and made another gaming company and they they did the VR experience for L.A. Noir. And then they mm-hmm. said after that, they're working on this AAA thing that they couldn't say L.A. Noir, but a lot of evidence points to that. And so nice. it's just like, shit, if we get a Grand Theft Auto and L.A. Noir within a year, that's going to yeah. be amazing, man. You know? but, but that said, L.A. Noir is its own thing. And I hear you, like a GTA in the, in the 20s would be lit. Like when it's like... Uh, like little italy is like half of fucking manhattan basically and like it's all fucking crazy and everything you know that'd be that'd be lit or little like italy was little italy that now it's littler italy like they're mad Dude, about little, the territory honestly though little italy does make me kind of sad a little bit you know that it's basically like just two blocks now oh, of God, uh, a very you know uh, gentrified not gentrified but like touristy uh fucking whatever and then chinatown kind of took over the rest of it it used to be like a big chunk of the city you know 
It's well, just a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. But at least we got that one place where, uh, you know, uh, Robert De Niro's character in The Irishman shot a guy. That's still in Little Italy. Oh, is it? Yeah. Know. You know that restaurant where he goes in and he like shoots the guy in front of his family? Yeah, but what's the restaurant? Do you know? Uh, it was an oyster bar. I took a picture of it. Oh. I forget what it's called, though. Okay. Couldn't be that memorable. Even though it was in a movie and it serves oysters. You remember the cuisine, but not the name. Well, you know, I mean, I feel like that's beside the point. The point is it still has that place, and that is something. Good point. I don't know. What, what do you want from me here? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm just saying, like, a, a GTA game in that time would be pretty lit. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm agreeing any, with you. Any period piece, like I think that would be really, really fucking cool. Um, because I want to see like dirty crime. Make one about like what's that fucking Peaky Blinder show? Or is that in, like in Ireland or something like that? Like you know, I've only seen like the first episode of that, and I think I was like pretty drunk when I watched it, so I don't really remember. Which uh, one of one of my friends is gonna kill me because they're like a fucking huge fan of that show. Uh, Peaky well, Blinders. Kelly I've been Murphy. promising that yeah. I would watch that shit for like the past three years and apparently it is great um looking it up right now uh peaky blinders uh we're in birmingham england they were in england yeah they were a real ass gang i wonder if english gangs uh gangs were just more polite because like we were talking about this when you watched the patriot and we were just (laughs) like well you know like they didn't burn churches like that's not true they were gentlemen for fuck's sake well Uh, i mean gentlemen compared to the nazis i guess yeah well, yeah. what did they do that was against the, the my point is the Redcoats knew the Geneva Convention before it was written you know what I'm saying they were like alright we don't burn churches we don't right. like there, there are rules to this <laughs> we line up in a field we all shoot in the general direction of the enemy I do really love the rules of old Thai war it it's was preposterous fuck though it really was like give them a it's shot. like you you just hope that you don't get hit by the onslaught of bullets that are coming your way at the yeah. same time you're firing the same like how is that a way to fight a war it's so weird i think it was about marksmanship because it was still about like who's the more disciplined you know what i mean like war wasn't right. just about acquiring land it was like who's the best there's, there's like when remember when the olympics took like a break for hundreds of years this is what happened <laughs> like they had to prove it otherwise this was their archery and, and getting gold medals <laughs> So this was just sports to them, basically? Well, it was both. It was both. Like, they had to combine <laughs> war with, like, sport, with athletic accomplishment. And you know their muskets and shit were just not, like, always shooting straight, you know? Like, they were probably, like, pretty janky. They had to account for the wind or whatever because right. their bullets probably didn't, you know, like, Yeah, the bullet fast. already went six inches to the left, but then you had to factor in the curvature of the earth. And then right. you had to think about the wind. And, then you uh, had the cannon boys, you know, oh, like yeah. bring out the cannon boys and then bring well, out a bunch so, of cannons. So the gun, like the advent of gunpowder, right? So the, as far as like how it affected awards, like you saw people shooting, but then every fight still eventually escalated into the brave heart sort of wall of people running into each other. Like you saw that in the Patriot. Eventually it's just people running at each other. And so it's like, is all war kind of like that? Cause world war one has this really interesting legacy uh, for being the war where our technology uh, outdid our uh, infrastructure for war. <laughs> like, that's mm. how trenches became a thing. So we're just like, I don't know, guys, we're stuck. <laughs> like, well, this is a fucking stalemate. And so right. eventually it just reduced itself back to people jumping up and charging at each other in order to take land, which is fucking nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then World War II rolls around. And they're like, guys, we got tanks. 
uh, we'll right. just fucking this find the enemy, <laughs> surround them. I don't know. Dig a trench, uh, Jerry. That is not gonna fucking work this time. Do you do you not remember the mustard gas and the gangrene and the, all the bad things associated with that? Double down on the trench, guys. They won't expect it. That's the thing. They've moved on. We haven't. <laughs> like, we're going to catch you. You're a German. Oh, German Jerry driving around in the tank. Oh, what's this? Where's the enemy? Oh, they're popping up everywhere. Oh, my God. Are they in a trench? I didn't see that coming. Think about it. That's, that's like the that's... Secretary of War at the time. <laughs> that's how the West was won, baby. Like... <laughs>